Hi, and welcome to Straling Grace Coaching, where women train for victory, not victimhood. I'm Carrie, your host and conservative women's coach. For women who still believe Jesus is king, America is beautiful, and hope brings eternal when you step out in faith. Let's do this. Let's do this. It's the most wonderful time, except when it's not. Today, we're going to talk about what to do when it is not the most wonderful time of the year. Now, I'm not talking about anybody who's having suicidal thoughts or experiencing some real clinical deep depression. There are times where we all need help. If you are experiencing that, please, please, please reach out to somebody. You are loved. You are cared for. You just need to let people know that this is a time where you need to lift up and reach out to those professionals and to those friends and family members uh, that can help you. And if you feel that there is nobody that can help because we get in those situations where we just feel like our life is so bad and nobody understands, please know that the Christmas season, this is when Jesus came born in a manger to two peasant people, basically to hardworking people that really would have been overlooked by the entire world had it not been for uh, Jesus' coming to them. And let, let the light of Christ come to your life. And please, again, be humble enough to reach out to somebody else who can help you. But for the rest of us, this might be the time of year where you had such high expectations. I know Christmas is my favorite time of year. It's the time where I anticipate baking cookies with my kids and maybe that first clean snowfall that just wipes all the dirt away from the world and it's just pure and white. And I live in the Northeast and we have those white Christmases sometimes. We can have the excitement of Christmas shopping and finding the perfect gift for somebody or the anticipation of Santa coming down the chimney for those little children and the twinkle in their eyes and the mischief that they get into. And they just such excitement and they're trying to be so good. Oh gosh, I could tell you stories of my children when my, my favorite story of my kids trying to be good is when we were out at a CYO basketball game and two of my children went into the bathroom and they didn't come out for a while. And I sent them in, I sent someone in to check on them and And they were cleaning the inside of the toilets with paper towels because the toilets were really dirty and they wanted to do something good for Santa. I can't even tell you what that was like. I think I took them home and boiled their arms in bleach. (laughs) But the things that kids do to get ready for Santa, and let me tell you, they didn't do that at our house. So I don't know why they would have picked this school to go and clean the inside of the toilets because they certainly didn't do it at home. But the lights and the colors and all of the joy in Christmas. And then of course, Jesus came to us to be with us and be born into these two people that are just amazing. And that they said their yes, and they gave their yes to Jesus is just incredible. And he changed the course of history and the course of eternity for each of us. All of that combines to make Christmas my most wonderful, exciting, and special time of year. But when my husband left, my kids were not with me on Christmas. And all of those memories and all of those things that I had planned to do with my kids kind of went out the window. Now, I'm lucky enough that I was able to fight for and get my kids on Christmas Day, but the two weeks around Christmas, they would disappear from my life, and I I wouldn't even hear from them, and it was really hard. I learned to make the best of those times and basically be okay. I still don't like it. It's still really hard for me, but it's okay in those years where every other year where I have them or don't have them. I also tend to try and cram everything in on those years where I do have them and try and make up for everything. And then that stresses everybody out too. So it's kind of trying to find that perfect balance so that we make the most of the holidays. I learned over the years to accept and to be okay with them. So, and, and 
what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. And I think I came out of that divorce trauma as a stronger person. So when I didn't have my kids, I was okay. And I was like, all right, I'm going to put a plan together. I'm going to have some goals. I'm going to get some things done while you know, make the most of my time uh, without them so that I could also make the most of my time with them. And then one year something hit and I don't even know exactly what triggered it. Maybe it's just the trauma. Trauma can be triggered by anniversaries, by birthdays, by special events and holidays, especially this Christmas season when we're supposed to be wonderful can really trigger some major trauma. And I think that's what happened to me is that I went through this time of, oh my gosh, nothing was going right. And, and I was supposed to be better. I was supposed to be good with life. So what, where did this come from? And it kind of came to a head where I found myself on the bathroom floor, just crumpled in a ball in the fetal position and sobbing. And I was having a hard time lifting myself up. And I'm a single mom of five boys. So the last place you want to find yourself crumpled in a ball sobbing is on the bathroom floor. And I won't get into why, but it kind of goes back to those kids cleaning the inside of the toilet. It's not just the inside of the toilet when you're a mom of five boys that needs cleaned. It's the entire bathroom sometimes. So for me to find myself lying on the bathroom floor, just sobbing and sobbing and sobbing really was a wake up call. And I had a choice then where I could either stay there on that floor and God only knows what would have happened, or I had to figure out a way to pick myself up. And what generally happens is eventually you do get up, eventually you get hungry, you get cold, you uh, have to use the bathroom yourself, whatever it is, there is a reason to get up. But I want to talk about how, what you do when you, when you do get up and how you really pick yourself up if you, if that reason isn't hitting and you just kind of are even mentally still strapped on the bathroom floor. So maybe pick yourself up physically, but what do you do mentally, emotionally, spiritually to rise again? Because obviously I'm not still stuck in that depressed mode and that just awful feeling of nothing is working right. So one of the things that I noticed about myself on that bathroom floor is that I sat there thinking, nobody understands. I'm the only one in this situation. Everybody else has somebody. Nothing ever goes right for me. I'm always the one. And those absolutes just crush you. So I need to deal with the absolutes and to think about what I'm telling myself because the message I give to myself is the most important message I can give to anybody. I have to give myself positive messages in order to in order to overcome and in order to change the direction of my path. So while I was laying on the bathroom floor, I had to recognize that these absolutes are not helping me and they're not true. It's not true that nobody likes me. It's not true that I'm always the one in this situation. I have to look at this and say, this in this moment, yeah, it seems like nobody likes me. But if I reach out to this person or that person, I'm sure that they'll pick up the phone. And maybe they wouldn't, maybe that day, because the holidays are stressful for everybody. So maybe I've made a phone call and this person said, you know what, now's not a good time. Can I get back to you? Or maybe the phone went right to voicemail, or maybe that text message went unanswered for hours and hours and hours, or maybe even days sometimes. And I know I've done that to people too. And I have to remember that it's not a reflection on me. It's a reflection on the circumstances that we're in. And 2020, especially this time, it's more of a reflection on our circumstances than in any time in the past. I think everybody is overwhelmed and everybody is struggling in some way or another. So Remembering that those absolutes are not going to be beneficial is really important. The other thing I want to make sure of is that those absolutes are not just talking about me. It's talking about everybody else too. Like I can't go to a party and think 
everybody has somebody. I'm the only one. Look at their lives are all wonderful. We don't know what's going on behind the scenes. If You can't make those judgment calls from outside somebody else's situation. You don't know what's really going on in their lives. So stay away from absolutes with yourself and stay away from absolutes with other people. Now, going back to those messages and those text messages and those phone calls that when you have to reach out, make sure you're not underestimating your worth. What I mean by that is do not think that just because somebody else doesn't get back to you, that you are not worth their time or their effort or their energy or that they don't like you. Don't underestimate your worth. You are valuable. You are loved. Jesus came for you in the manger. And those loved ones are just under stress too. Be a little empathetic for them and know that they're hoping maybe that you lift them up, that you go out to them, that you reach out to them. And maybe you're not quite in that situation yet, but maybe they're not either. So don't underestimate your worth and your value. Another thing is that you may want to reach out to other people. So maybe putting a message out on social media and saying, hey, I want to go to the movies on this day. This show is playing. I want like to go, whatever. Uh, Send me a text message if you'd like to come with me or a private message me if you're interested. That way, with that private message or that text message, you're not putting that out there, leaving yourself vulnerable and saying, leaving it so that everybody in the world sees that nobody responds to you, because that's a high risk situation for some people where you put that message out there and then nobody responds and you just left home feeling dejected and rejected and again, worthless, which is not true. But sending a message out there with that caveat of send me a private message kind of takes the pressure off you so that if nobody does respond, it's not something that the whole world knows. The other thing with that social media message out there is that, you know what, this is a busy, crazy time of year. I'll go back to that again. And maybe people would like to go with you, but they can't this time. But putting that message out there and letting people know that, hey, this is somebody who is up for doing things puts you in their mind. And the more often you do that, and the more often you do that, the more often you do that, I'll just keep stressing that whether or not you get a response, you're putting yourself out there so that when somebody else decides, Hey, I'd like to go to the movie and they're trying to figure out who they can invite. And maybe they're unsure and they're not comfortable putting their message out on social media. They say, Hey, you know what? Maybe I'll send so-and-so a message. Maybe I'll send Carrie a text and see if she wants to go because I know she likes to do this also. So again, putting it out there, it's not even so much to get the immediate response of, yes, I'll go to the movie with you. It's getting you out there and getting you put in people's minds as somebody who wants to do things. And that I think is really important. Staying away from cyclical thoughts, that repetitive, I'm worthless, I'm not good enough, I am always the one. Those thoughts eat each other and they feed each other and they just keep playing and they go deeper and deeper and then start to take over everything. So be conscious of your thought pattern, not only what you say to yourself, but patterns that you're falling into. So if you're thinking that you're the only one in this situation or things are always like this or it'll never get better, remember to stop yourself immediately and think, is this true? Is it good for me? And how do I change that? And if it's not true and good, stop it immediately and replace it. Nothing exists in a vacuum. So you're going to have to think about what could I replace it with? Maybe it's quiet Bible reading time. Maybe it's looking over past things that you've done. And that's something I'll get back to in a minute. Maybe it's prayer. Maybe it's reading a card that somebody sent you. I save a couple of cards and things from from students, from family members, from friends. And when things are bad, I might pull that out and be like, hey, look at this person. Remember, this person found value in me. And I know that there's something good in me. And that if I reach out, this person would still think that I was funny or I was uh, smart or I was whatever it is in this situation. That idea of pulling on past experiences, I think was really important too. 
So even in that moment when I was laying on the bathroom floor and things just were horrible and I saw no way out of it, and I really didn't, it was, I, I can't even explain to you because I had also come out of the trauma of divorce and I was supposed to be better. So why was I not? Well, when I was laying on the bathroom floor and I was crying and I was thinking, okay, I went back in my head to think about other times that I had been through some really hard things. And I was able to say, I was really in a bad situation when this happened, but I was able to pull myself up out of it. I was really in another horrible situation here, but I was able to pull myself up out of it. I was devastated by this, but the Holy Spirit came and lifted me. And I was able to look back at past experiences. And that was really important because again, the wording that I tell myself is super important. So I'm not going to say I was in this bad situation before and I was in this bad situation before and I was in this bad situation before and these bad situations always happen to me. So life is awful. No, no, no. What I said was I was in this bad situation before and I got out of it. I was in this bad situation before and I overcame. I was in this bad situation before and I learned from it. I was in this bad situation before and God made me stronger and better. And I'm never going back to that exact situation. So what can I learn from this situation that's going to make me better for next time? And that's really important is to realize that this, whatever horrible emotions and negativity are taking over your life. And I do think we're under some major spiritual warfare right now that Satan is invading our homes. He's invading our hearts. He's invading our morality. Uh, He's definitely invaded our country. And right now it looks like he's winning, but I promise you in the end, he will not. We are fighters. We are strong. We are determined and God is on our side and we are on God's side and there is nothing that's going to stop us. And that's something that we have to remember is that this situation is temporary. Wherever we are right now, it's temporary. This is not something that is going to last. And I promise you that. So instead of looking at this and saying, this always happens to me, I always find myself here. This is happening. My whole life is negative. What I'm saying is this is a crappy situation that I'm in right now, but it's going to be overcome because I've done it so many times in the past that it's just made me stronger and more determined and a better person and more able to empathize and reach out to other hurting people too. And I am not going to reduce that gift to this puddle on the bathroom floor that I've become. So I do need to make sure that I do allow myself a morning period because what I was going through when I was in that puddle on the bathroom floor was real grief. And I want to honor that grief. And maybe it's a loss of a loved one or a destruction of a family or finances that seem to be ruining your life. You need to honor that, that sadness and that loss and that destruction of your dreams in whatever way honors the situation and you. So honor it, honor that that negativity because negativity is there for a reason and find out what that purpose is and how it can push you to be a better person, a stronger person, a more determined person, a more loving person because all of that is what we are created to be. Ways on more ways to get out of it. Well, I would normally say smile and talk to strangers, but this is such a crazy time. Again, I'm against the masking, not because I don't think the masks do something for a very set population and in certain circumstances. If I'm going to visit an elderly person, of course, I'm going to wear a mask, but I'm probably going to wear something that's really a good mask rather than just a piece of underwear strapped to my face. I'm going to work to make sure that if I'm in a situation where I'm in a tight group of people where they're sick or I'm sick, well, if I'm sick, I'm probably going to stay home, first of all. But there are certain situations where I think a mask is valuable. But I think for the most of us, we are created for fellowship. We are created to be social. We are not created to exist alone. And that mask, it completely covers our smiles. 
And we are in a mental health crisis right now where we need to see smiles. So if you are, again, I'm not a doctor, so I'm not providing medical advice, but if you are comfortable, take down the mask and smile at your neighbor, smile at people and assess the risk. If it's a hug that is needed, and this is the time where you need to give that hug or you need to receive that hug, don't be so afraid of this virus that you are isolating yourself and causing more harm to yourself or to others by being so safety conscious because those who those who choose safety over freedom end up with neither is this quote you know make sure that you are reaching out to people make sure that you're smiling make sure that you're being social and accepting other people's smiles and hugs and things as well again be aware of the risk i'm not saying to go lick doorknobs what i'm saying is to assess the risk. And if you or someone else is really in need of that hug or that smile, and you can do it safely or with relative safety, because you are strong and you've taken care of yourself physically, then by all means, go ahead and do that. Taking care of yourself physically, that's something we can do. So even if we can't snap our heads out of our our cyclical cycle, because sometimes it's hard to just say, oh, break that thought pattern and move on you can take care of yourself physically. So a lot of times your thoughts will follow your actions. We say our actions follow our thoughts, but that's backwards. A lot of times we have to act first and then our mindset changes. So if you're having a hard time and you can't change your mindset, start with the physical. Change what you're eating. Have a little bit of protein, a little bit of carbohydrates, and a little bit of fat to balance out the sugar and the energy levels that you get through the day. The carbohydrates will give that quick rush of, okay, I'm feeling better. The protein carries it out longer through the day. And that fat tells your brain, okay, I'm satisfied. Things are going to be okay. Kind of helps you feel good about yourself. We need a little bit of fat in our lives. We need a little bit of joy in our lives, right? Also drink lots of water. Make sure you're flushing toxins out of your system. That's so important. Drink clean, clear, cold water. Just flush those toxins out. And of course, physical exercise. Even when you don't feel like it, do something. Maybe it's just 20 jump ropes or something fun. Do something that's exciting to you. Do some stretching. Go out and walk around the block. I love going out on a crystal clear night in the winter. The stars feel so close and they're so bright in that black, black sky. And you almost feel like you can reach up and touch them. And I see Orion in the sky and I just think that's not Orion. St. Michael, and you can see a sword out and a scabbard and know that the angels and saints are fighting for us. So you're not alone in this battle. Go out and get some physical activity. Fake it till you make it. Now, this is another plan that, you know, you kind of think, oh my gosh, you know, you have to honor your feelings. You have to honor those negative emotions. You want to make sure that you are not hiding things and not falling into an imposter syndrome kind of thing where you're just totally not who you are and acting fake. But fake it till you make it means put that smile on. It's impossible for the human brain to hold on to two emotions at once. So if I'm smiling, I can't also feel totally negative. So again, it's, it's a little bit of a balance maybe. Maybe you are feeling that you can smile a little bit, but you're also feeling some negativity. But I promise you that if you smile and if you keep going and if you push past that and put that smile on your face, even if you don't feel 100% like smiling all the time, It does lift your spirits and it also helps people smile back at you. If you see somebody frowning and always looking sad and morose, it's hard to be positive and uplifting when you see them. But when you see somebody smile, and even if you have to wear the mask for health reasons or because you're at risk or whatever, smiling with your eyes is a possible thing. So go ahead and smile and know that that's lifting you and lifting other people up. And when you lift other people up, it's really very empowering. 
The other thing I want you to make sure you do is that you're not medicating yourself through either food or alcohol or drugs or shopping. And that all of those situations are going to make your situation worse. So honor your body, honor yourself. Do not fall into those traps of, well, if I just do this, so-and-so will like me. If I buy my kids that perfect Christmas gift, or if I try to compete with this person, that is going to make everything better. Don't think that because everybody else has something that you need to go out and buy something for yourself. All of those things where you're overspending or overeating or indulging in alcohol or drugs or relationships, sometimes sex can cause that. We're out looking for a partner and we're willing to trade parts of ourselves that we can never get back. Avoiding all of that is really important in lifting yourself up. Knowing that you have short and long-term goals. So I went back and I looked at some of those negative times where I was laying on the floor and just feeling awful about myself and thinking about the times in the past where I was able to get up and move ahead. And some of that moving ahead was because I had goals that I wanted to accomplish. So set long and short-term goals for yourself. Maybe a long-term goal is decluttering your house or being able to run a 5K, or maybe it is being financially free. Maybe it is being able to take a vacation with your children or work from home or any sorts of situations. So have those long-term goals and then also have short-term goals. What is it that you're going to do today? And maybe today the best thing you can do is just shower and walk around the block once, but have a long and a short-term goal something that you can hold on to. Another thing that you can hold on to is a quote. So I know one of my favorite quotes, something that got me through some really hard times, doesn't have anything to do with Advent or Christmas, but it was Ronald Reagan's, America is too great for small dreams. And I would lay on that bathroom floor and think America is too great for small dreams. There are people, men and women who sacrificed and gave their lives. And did they give their life for me to lay on the bathroom floor and feel miserable? Or did they give their life so that I could lift and, and do something better? And being able to reach out to people. Now I know veterans have a hard time. Single parents have a hard time, especially in these holiday seasons. Elderly have a hard time. There are children that are in abuse situations and things that have a hard time during the, situ- the, during the Christmas and Advent season. Anybody who's impoverished and even the wealthy, again, don't project what you think somebody's life is like onto their situation. So there are some very wealthy people who feel really isolated and alone. So be sure that you are using your difficulty here now. That's a gift meant to help other people. So if you're struggling, reach out to somebody else who may be struggling also, because it's really empowering when you are able to live for a cause that's higher and greater than yourself. And I do believe that the gift of struggle helps us lift others. So those are just some of the basics of how to get through this. And I know it is so much easier to say than do when I was crumpled on that bathroom floor and just, you know, I wasn't going to see my kids for two weeks and it was just horrible, but it was doable. And I'm back this year. And part of the reason I'd started this whole thing singing was because I want you to know that there is an end to all of this, that life does get better that maybe we set our expectations too high. We need to lower the bar a little bit and raise the bar for ourselves a little bit. Maybe we need to be gentle with ourselves, but at the same time, we don't get ahead. We don't push past this negativity that can take over us, especially in this Christmas season, by always being gentle with ourselves. Sometimes we have to pick ourselves up by our bootstraps and push ahead and say, you know what? I am not going to let this get me down. Um, Discipline equals freedom, as Jocko Willink says. I'm going to discipline myself out of this funk that I'm in. I'm going to pick myself up and I'm going to make sure that this does not become my permanent situation. Again, 
This can be a really hard time of year. If you are having trouble, please reach out, reach out to a friend, reach out to a family member. And if that person is too busy to talk to you, don't take it personally, go to the next person and the next person, the next person, and also be the support for somebody else, because that is where you find your strength. If you have any questions or if I can help you in any way, I hope that you join Australian Grace Coaching Community. We are starting that in January, a group of amazing women that are overcomers and looking to move ahead. So please, by all means, reach out and send me an email, Kerry at StralinGrace.com. That's Kerry, K-E-R-R-I at StralinGrace, S-T-R-A-H-L-E-N-G-R-A-C-E.com. And I hope that you always remember, this too shall pass. You are not alone. You are loved. And life is good. God bless.